0: How's everybody doing? Thank you for joining me for a second time today. It is my absolute privilege to talk to Lady Jax, and I follow you uh, online. I, f- I think I follow you everywhere now. I fo- I'm- I found you on TikTok when they still let me on TikTok. I'm not really allowed to post there anymore. I think my face and voice is in the algorithm. Probably. But uh, And for real, I think I really think it is. But uh, I found you there, and then I followed you over to Twitter, and then I, followed- I-, I follow your Instagram, and I want that too. And um, I just if you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, and I brought her on because she's lost a tremendous amount of weight. She went from fatness to the fitness stage. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about like how you did that, the struggles you had, the accomplishments, any advice you have to give. Those sorts of things. But please tell everybody where they can find you and introduce yourself and tell them whatever you want them to know. Don't you don't need you don't need to share everything with these motherfuckers.
1: Oh, well, if you don't want to do Jack's Jackie is my Actual name, um, and you can find me at Lady Jacks Jacks on Instagram, and I think it's the same on uh, TikTok. But my TikTok's a little political, so if you don't want to go there, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but my Instagram is definitely more about my fitness journey and everything that's happened uh, mm-hmm. in my life. So,
0: so you started at uh, like the photo for the thumbnail that was you at 294 pounds. You said.
1: Two hundred ninety-four pounds is the heaviest weight.
0: So let's was that the heaviest weight recorded? Do you think it was the heaviest weight?
1: That that was the heaviest weight I got on a scale for, and okay. but it was right before I started actually changing my diet because I changed my diet before I did anything. Yeah, um, I uh, yeah.
0: I, I think I, I I think I was way over. Like I was probably in the like high two eighties, two ninety, but the highest weight I ever recorded was two seventy eight. So
1: yeah. I always go with what I recorded because yeah. you just don't know, and I could have been over three hundred on a day I ate, so that was recorded. Yeah, in that's true.
0: That's true. So. Right, that's true. So, what um, what led you there? Like, how like how how did you get there?
1: So, the majority of my life, like I grew up in a family that's very very fitness forward. We did sports all through my my youth, year round sports, swimming, um, softball, all all that fun stuff. And then I went into the military. I really enjoyed being in the military. But uh, once I got out, um, there's some just stuff that happens in life uh, that you don't expect. And I got a little, I would say depressed. I got really, really sad and had a difficult time navigating some things that happened in my life. So I kind of turned to food. Um, it was really a control thing. It was the only thing that I could control on a on a daily basis because mm-hmm. it seemed like everything was just out of my control. All of these things were happening in my life that I didn't make the decisions to do. So I really would just eat to make myself feel better or whatever it may be. But I went from being really fairly fit. Um, I did run quite a bit back then. This is mm-hmm. probably in 2012-ish timeframe. And I had already had my daughter. So I... Um, was decently fit, kind of just went into like a depression and just started eating and got very comfortable in my relationship. Um, he loved food too. And I'm a feeder. I like to cook <laughs> a lot of food. So I would, unfortunately the side effect for me gaining weight also, like I kind of pushed that a little bit on my husband. And, um, mm-hmm. so we both, we both, the day we started diet were the exact same weight and he's
0: six foot four. Wow. And you're ten, right? You said? And I'm ten,
1: and, okay. um, uh, a good friend of ours that we played video games with for years. We're in a uh, U.S. military gamers group, so all of our military guys got on there and we play games. But one of one of them was like, "Hey, have you guys thought about doing like keto with us?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know about all that. I hear it's kind of weird." Um, so initially, it was January of 2019. Me and my husband decided to like okay we'll kind of try that diet we didn't follow it to like the specifications of like say Dr. Berg or anything Mm -hmm. um mainly because I've been on so many diets my whole life because I've always been a bigger human so growing up in the 90s and the 2000s you were supposed to be like a stick figure supposed to be someone who is like a Heroin addict, for lack of the terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so we waited a little bit after January because I just didn't want to make it a New Year's resolution. And what I decided was I'm not going to sit here and follow some crazy diet, but I will. I'll change one thing. I'll see if I can do one thing. So what mm-hmm. I did was I did lower the carbs to what you would consider like a keto carb, so 20 carbs or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw if I could do that. I didn't count calories. I didn't count any of that stuff. Uh, and I just tried to changed the way we ate Mm -hmm. um and while advocated definitely worked i definitely we definitely lost weight we definitely dropped a lot of weight and about after 50 pounds i started going to a gym okay and got a trainer and i said give me the trainer that's the asshole i said i'll tell you once i always ask for the assholes because the assholes are usually the most direct they're the most blunt they're going to tell you the truth no matter if it hurts your feelings Mm -hmm. or not And I'm familiar. Yeah, I prefer that. I I know that's not everyone's kick, but for me, I just needed someone who would just be like, listen, shut the up and do it. And Mm. so so I went and I was scared of the mirrors and I was scared of everyone looking at me. And I'm sitting here at that point, I was 250 pounds. And I slowly started feeling better and feeling better. And I still continued with that kind of like, I guess keto diet at the time. Mm -hmm. And by the end of 2019, I had gotten down to 180 pounds, but I also started following some other people that I saw as inspiration. Um, One of them was like Dana Lynn Bailey was my inspiration at first. People I find out stuff about later that I end up just like not following as much as closely anymore. So can I ask you a question on that real quick?
0: (laughs) Did you believe she's natural?
1: No, no, I don't think she is. I don't think most, most Back then did you
0: believe it? Back back then did you believe it though? Yeah. And that's, I I just, I thought it would be a neat neat point to talk on, like just real quick. Yeah. This is my point though. Like just because somebody like, I I hear this all the time about the fake natty thing and the Mm -hmm. fake natty thing drives me crazy. I mean, it absolutely does. Because what I find amazing is that people that will accuse other people of being fake natty will also then try to find a supplement that will duplicate the, the actual effects of being fake natty, Yeah. which would also then, even though it's not steroids, make you fake natty. Okay, but there's a certain degree of like it's like me and you. I'm sure later me and you will start talking about politics and the rest of the shit too. But like it's this societal idiocy that like we just kind of allow. Like you're too fucking stupid. Like anybody that's too fucking stupid to think that Danelle and Bailey, who stays male, lean and muscular all year round as a woman, is natural. Mm-hmm. You are too fucking stupid anyway like you're the type of people that die looking to see where the rain is coming by drowning in the rain
1: like, yeah i
0: mean it's and like i just wanted to see because i would have just insulted you if you actually didn't think that no, I didn't. <laughs> but i just wanted to see like because i hear that all the time like people are like well fake natties build a, a false image of this and that like motherfucker like I, I hear the same thing about michael hearn all the time i personally don't think michael hearn is natural does it matter i didn't give a fuck because you know why Even if I took every fucking gram of every fucking drug that he's ever fucking taken, I am never, ever, ever going to look like Mike O'Hearn. Because (laughs) one, he's like, he's got Greek God genetics. Like Mm -hmm. people don't seem to understand that. Like to be able to be in the shape he he is in for absolutely so long, it's not like his body has changed a whole fucking lot. That is work. This dude's older than me. Yeah. And I and I am in like the top point zero 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 one percentile for men my age. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and I just it just kind of dawns on me. And you're in the fitness industry now. So I, I was wondering if that's why you that's what that's why all of a sudden you find out things about them later that you didn't like was that was that they were using, but please continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. My no, ADHD would not would just not have allowed to...
1: No, it's okay. Um, she was one of my original inspirations and it's not that I don't follow her so much more now, but, um, she was the reason why I decided to compete in bodybuilding specifically, because obviously there's different types of competitions. I could have done a marathon. I could have done all of those things that people No, I couldn't have. I'm not a runner. I don't think we'll just nix that. I would never have done the marathon, (laughs) Right. but, um, so there's obviously like could have done powerlifting, could have done all these things, but I really enjoyed like the idea of what that is. Um, I've been a singer my whole life, so I've been on stage before multiple times. I'm 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 comfortable with being like on a stage. I was what not comfortable. all different kinds. When I was little, we have a church by us that did a, a Broadway musical once a year for like mm-hmm. it was a five week running. And so I was in that. So was my dad, my dad sings exactly like Elvis It was really weird awesome. growing up. All my friends were like, Oh my God, your dad's Elvis. No, he's not no, <laughs> just things like, a... <laughs> but, um, so I eventually just asked my trainer at the time. I said, Hey, do you think that this is something that I, I could do? Do you think I could actually accomplish this as a goal? If I set this as a goal, do you think I'd get there? And he was like, yeah, do it. Um, you know, if anything is going to keep you on track, but it's also going to help reshape your body. Well, while I was working with the trainer, I wasn't training for a stage. That's, that's such a completely different thing. Right. Um, so we started really kind of getting pretty heavy into it. And I did stay keto all the way until my second competition, which was in um, August 2nd of 2020. I did the sure. Tampa Pro Which I wouldn't recommend, by the way, if someone who's thinking about getting into um, bodybuilding, don't – if you're a natural person, I would not go to, like, some kind of big one like the pro as a secondary. It was an interesting experience, and you did get to see a lot of backstage stuff that you wouldn't really see in just, like, a regular smaller competition. But my first one was the Dexter Jackson Classic in Jacksonville, and I got on stage, and I was just cheeseballing my – my mom and dad was like, How are you walking in heels? We know how you walked when you were a kid. Like boy, this <laughs> was just a um, they were so impressed. Um, my dad is very into fitness, uh, is has been his entire life. And he told me uh, as a joke after that competition, you know, I you know, when you told me you were gonna do this, I wasn't really sure. But you did it. And I'm surprised yeah, and I'm very yeah. happy that you did. And um Subsequently, some of his friends' daughters have all started doing it, too.
0: Very cool. Very cool.
1: He shared it, and um, he has one of his friend's daughters who's actually 17. She's doing a teen, and it's going to be her first one coming up, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, It was definitely a struggle losing the weight at first, but I think when I made a goal, it became – a challenge. And I think when I changed over from being like worried about what people are looking at me for and all these things, it made it a little bit easier.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and then subsequently having to put on weight that that's actually, I would consider one of the harder things about bodybuilding is the after show. Yeah. Uh, knowing that you're not going to look like that and knowing that it's impossible to stay that way as a female, for me, it was impossible Mm -hmm. to stay that lean.
0: (laughs) It's Truly, almost impossible for any any female to stay, stay stage lean, even if it's bikini, just yeah. because it fucking tanks your hormones. Like, I, we me and you were talking in the green room uh, beforehand, mm-hmm. and I was saying like how I'll, I'm going to be on my birthday this summer, I'll, I'll, just like every summer, I'm going to be very lean, and I'll probably take my year's worth of pictures in that week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because if I stay that lean any longer than two weeks. And I, I won't even be stage ready lean. Like I won't even be as lean as you were. Like I'll probably be, oh well, I mean male to female wise, but I'll probably be somewhere around like nine percent. Yeah. Like where a lot of dudes walk around like that. For me, that's super fucking lean, right? Yeah. Probably I'll probably be that way for like two weeks, and then pop back up to twelve percent and kind of float there, twelve or thirteen percent. You know, just because. It, I mean, unless, unless you're like – and I'm probably going to be starting TRT before too long too, but I still won't let myself stay that lean because uh, just joint-wise, everything like that, especially as you age, it's just – it's very tough to be like overtly lean and, and yeah. healthy, you know? You get sick easier. You get cold so much easier. Holy shit. I mean
1: – Definitely in the cold. <laughs> I definitely feel that. The first competition like leading up to it – um really the last like maybe three or four weeks before stage um i would go to the gym i would do my required lifting but like i'd be driving home and i would feel sad Mm -hmm. and like for no reason like i nothing's happened between point a and point b to make me feel sad but i was just like sad and without any way of explaining it other than just saying i feel sad Mm -hmm. and um so that's definitely a side effect from getting that small, mm-hmm. and it was a ne- it was a negative side effect, but it was a short term, so it didn't bother me because I knew it was ending. But I would never want to be I don't I don't want to be stage lean year round off season. I'm at 22, maybe mm-hmm. perfect, uh, a yeah. pretty regular looking girl. Um, heavy lifting. What? I'm sorry.
0: Heavy li- heavy lifting. Oh
1: yeah. So, I do, I usually do like a progressive overload. I start at kind of like a medium weight and then push it and then push it a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I try, try to push a little further. Uh, I unfortunately did that on Monday and was not able to do legs again until today.
0: So, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I do okay. like I, I do that. I think, I think the intensity is the thing. Like, I, when I'm super, when I'm much leaner, my workouts have to pull back a little bit from what I can do right now. Oh yeah. Just because, massively. because I just, I just don't have the gas. Like, right. Like I literally just got done with like 35 minutes on the suspension system training. And I, I rested for like a total of like a minute in there. Like, so it was like 20, 20, you know, 29 to 34 minutes of all go. Yeah. But if I was much leaner, there'd be many rests, like, like many, many, because your body doesn't have the fat stores to pull from. So it's like, yeah, your body's like, Hey fucker, like, that's it. You know, like that's all we got, you know, and in recovery, did you notice recovery is not as like the soreness sticks with you a lot longer when you're leaner?
1: I would say the way we had my split back then, it wasn't as bad, but um, I did, it would take a little bit longer. Anytime that I'm like very low on carbs or very low on, um, on, on, on eating, like my off season, I'm, a, I'm anywhere between 1800 to 20 or 2000 calories ish. It just depends because I have um, days where I get to eat more and days that I have to eat less, mm-hmm. but during, during a cut, it's, it, 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 it can like be daunting. So I have to adjust my weight. I have to adjust the breaks between things. Mm-hmm. I have to adjust my pant size (laughs) yeah for real. obviously um yeah i have like two sets of clothes which is kind of weird to have in a closet like normal people have winter and summer i have off season and 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 cut season so
0: do you did you find that one of the issues was uh where especially right before competition you're looking in the mirror is every couple like every every flex everything like that you're working on your posing everything like that Mm -hmm. you're literally nitpicking your own body. Right. So you get like, so you have that. And then afterwards, like, it's like a, like all of a sudden you're in the habit of looking yourself in the mirror every day, being in that type of shape. And then you start gaining weight back, you know, and that Mm -hmm. I can imagine that being a pretty bad mind fuck. Like for me, I don't notice that much difference because I honestly, I change the quality of the meat I'm eating. I go from like right now I'm eating like super, super, super lean meat. And that is my like 500 calorie day deficit compared to the chuck roast that I normally eat.
1: Oh yeah. So you, you mix mix up like whether or not you have extra fat and stuff in there with right. the, with the meats. Yeah. Um, i say I have a unique perspective on like bodies in general now, after going through being like pretty fit to obese to fit again. Um, I kind of look at it a little bit different I look back at some of my stage photos and go, holy moly, I was too skinny. Like I, yeah. I felt like I might've been too that's thin healthy. there, but then it's very healthy. But then I was like, now I'm, I'm this size. So I, I think I've just become very comfortable in the range versus mm-hmm. worrying so much about always being one or the other. Um, I know in my off season, I have cushion and then that's fine for me because i'm building muscle i do need a little bit more fat on my body and i'm a woman and i'm natural so uh, mm. those things just are going to are going to stay with you no matter what and when i was extremely overweight i didn't want to look at a mirror you know i didn't even want to wear things that were even remotely constricting i was wearing very baggy shirts baggy pants which worsens it actually like i actually feel bad i've thought about this analogy a lot where i watched an old show called what not to wear when i was younger Mm -hmm. and they would have people of all sizes on that show right Mm -hmm. and one of the girls that stuck with me from that show and still sticks with me was this one woman who had gained some weight she was very young very beautiful um but she only wore the same yoga pants every single day and the same shirt every single day and she just said, was talking about how depressed she felt and they didn't change her body, changed her clothes and she felt more confident. And it's like giving yourself maybe a little bit of confidence can boost extra. So going to the gym just was scary at first and looking in the mirrors was scary at first. But six months later I was in a sports bra and, and sport leggings without a top on, lifting, sweating, looking like a cherry. And mm-hmm. I didn't give a crap what anyone yeah. was saying or looking. And nobody, Not that anyone really does. People don't. That's the biggest thing. I know a lot of people are like, I'm so worried. If we're going to the gym. People are going to say stuff. I'm like, sure, there may be an asshole. There mm-hmm. may be an asshole. 99.99% of us are seeing people in the gym who are overweight or even remotely like not fit doing stuff. And I'm just like good Uh job why it's just I like I want to clap for them but I'll secretly do it in my head because like I know what they're doing I know the struggle that they went they're going through and I know the ending and the ending is so joyful that it's worth the struggle and it's okay to yo-yo a little bit as far as like body weight and size because not everyone's gonna there to be a bodybuilder by any means but if you're an average size and you're working and doing this just Every day or every other day, just getting a little bit of exercise in is massive. Or yeah, walking, absolutely. just walk,
0: just walk. That's, most of my clients. We start off walking. Like if, yeah. if you're over, if you're over 400 pounds, I'm not even gonna give you a workout. I want to yeah. see you. I, I would prefer you to swim. To be very honest, I prefer swimming. But walking, walking is where everything starts. We've had people. Uh, my good friend Jeff McCool from Moccasin Creek, the guy who did the sound for my like my old uh, intro. Yeah. He's one of my best. He's one of my good longtime friends. Right. He's one of my best friends. And at one point in time, he was like 408, something like that. He came to stay with my wife. He actually stayed at my house with my wife and I for like three weeks. um, And it was literally because like we just had to manage his food. And we had we set his watch to stand up for 10 minutes, an hour, every hour every- for every hour he was awake. And because that's all he could. Like a flight, of sta- sta- a flight of stairs was killing him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah he's an ex football player. So there's injuries and like all, like all sorts of shit too. Right. And I, I just find like, I think we can transition this to, to like kind of the fitness industry, like where they fall down about weight loss. Cause I've, I've got this thing where it's like most, like most fitness professionals don't know fuck all about actual long-term weight loss. Like they, they absolutely don't. Because in their mind they're, they're, eat these macros, eat these, you know, eat, eat these calories, do this exercise repeat for the rest of your life.
1: And oh, that's yeah. not realistic.
0: You know what I mean? Like, like in, in any given, like in any given week I'll do full calisthenics workouts, yoga, suspension system training, deadlift in the garage. Like I'll do uh plyometrics like box jump training, stuff like that. Like I like a wide variety of shit to keep me interested and I think the people get like the same, it's the same rhetoric, the same BS. And it's always, there's always so much noise in the nutrition, too, like noise in the numbers, of nutrition. Like there's misinformation from the government about nutrition, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody that has anything to fucking argue about that, I will gladly bring you on and fucking crush you because the government does not know what the fuck they're doing about health or nutrition they shouldn't even be in that business at all yeah like whatsoever that was
1: about money for them and about like pocketing stuff if you ask me because most of 100%. most of it was not it wasn't based on nutrition and it was also Did the food pyramid came out right at the same time that they were dealing with a war mm-hmm. and they slid it you're in. asking the government to like they didn't spend any time with actual people who did this. They just listened to one doc, one doctor. Imagine one doctor. Yeah. One doctor (laughs) who wrote the entirety of the nutritional thing that this is something I think a lot of people do learn when they start looking into like, I wouldn't, again, I'm not a keto person by any means. I did do it, but it's not like something I would suggest. I'm on a very basic, normal type of diet. I do remove a lot of processed sugar just because it doesn't work for my body.
0: So um, it, honestly, processed sugar does not really work for anybody's
1: body. I'd imagine not. I'd imagine not. So I I, I tend to stick away from it. I try to eat a lot of fruits. I do eat um, rice quite often, potatoes. I do eat those things now. But um, yeah, had they looked at any actual information? I mean, most of it is saying this processed sugar and all of this processed flour and this. It isn't. It's not good for you. And they put junk. I mean, I found crickets in something the other day, and that really pissed me off. Yeah. I'm kind of like, what is this cricket flour doing in this?
0: Yeah, I like, mean, I don't know. the the thing we're seeing is like this. This contains bio bioengineered food products. Mm-hmm. Like I see that on a lot of labels. Like what the fuck? Is somebody saying that they changed they changed the food pyramid to my plate? They didn't actually change the food pyramid. They just transferred it over to a different uh, communication standard. You know, the federal government wants you fat and sickly. It's not a question in my mind. I and again, for any of anybody that that is here and like wanting to like I debate Fauci and crush him. I debate and give me any public health expert. And with the information I have in my head in 10 minutes with just me asking a few follow up questions. They literally would look stupid as fuck. And I'm not, and I'm not a doctor. You know, it's just, it's that plain. Yeah. Like when you do the research for it, you find so much bullshit. Just like there's a lot of bullshit in the like in the fitness stuff. Like, I I personally think like like the people, like carnivore people are just about as bad as vegans. But I yeah. the fucked <laughs> up thing is I eat, I eat fairly carnivore a couple of days of the week. Like yesterday I had meat and lettuce. Like that's it. You know, like, and I'm super satiated. It was highly flavored because I the way I seasoned it and everything like that, I loved it. And I feel, I felt completely, oh, I had sour cream on it too. Sour cream and hot sauce, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't understand how people like it, it's, it gets so religious. Like, and I think that's a thing about our time too. Like people get so caught up in politics, like they idol worship and they get this thing in their head, like carnivore is the way to go. Like it's, it don't get me wrong. It's better than eating processed food. Okay. But true it, it, needs to be, it needs to be something that you can sustain forever
1: yeah and I, do, I don't think that i don't think veganism or carnivore is necessarily something sustainable i don't think the keto is necessarily sustainable and i obviously having done it for pretty much two years and then stopping we're really transitioning off of it um it worked most of these things work in like a very short term, and then they, but the problem is is that when people stop diets a lot of times, they just they, it's like a revert. It's like going right back to what they were doing before. And it's like if you know that the beforehand caused you to look a certain way, and you know that this caused you to lose weight, somewhere between that and this is the right answer. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. And so that's probably where where I'm at now. It's just somewhere between that and this is the right answer. I don't eat, like I said, processed sugar. So just switching to fruit, having something like that in the morning with your oatmeals. You can have oatmeal. You can have mm. all these you can have all these different types of foods. And I like I do very heavily try to find things that satiate like needs in my brain. Like I love pancakes, I love waffles. I make and I posted the other day about some waffles and bacon that I made and like Mm -hmm. you'd look at the plate there was seven waffles on that plate Mm -hmm. it was under 665 calories for that and bacon and like you can eat foods and you can make things you just have to kind of look at what's inside of them and what they're giving you as 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 an option to eat and so I stay away from certain stuff just because I know that they put a bunch of junk in it like it's Mm -hmm. just Eating some, I'm going to say like maybe a whole foods diet, I guess is almost the closest thing I would say if someone wanted mm-hmm. to label it, but it's just, just eating regular food, regular food that doesn't have extras.
0: That's how I kind of view myself too. I talk about a whole food diet all the time. The only thing I think is a little different because you are an athlete is where you, you are like you're at the stage now where you're trying to keep your weight where, where it's at so you can build mm-hmm. muscle and you're fueling your activity, Right. I yeah. think that a lot of people should like realize that if you're trying to lose weight, carbohydrates maybe later on in the day, so they don't make you hungrier throughout the course of the day. That's and that's what that's kind of like that's our method, what we teach. So yeah, but because and I just wanted to make sure people understood there is a difference from where she's at to where where you guys are at. Like you heard it, like you lost most of your weight. Like it's protein and veggies first. Yeah. and then you and then yeah, you gosh. did I, what then you did what the, I think that most people fail to do. Like you just talked about is you change the diet and modified it a little bit to become a lifestyle that you can live with. So it's still mm-hmm. meat focused and vegetable focused, whole food focused, but you have more carbs added into it than what, what you normally would for keto. I think Correct. that's very, very smart. And you found what works for you. I just don't think, I think most people don't do the last portion is to try to find what works for them. You know, like uh, they, they're like, okay, I'll drink cabbage soup for fucking people on our app. are talking about the cabbage soup diet they go you know, like, like I don't, you'll, i'll drink cabbage soup for three weeks and i'll lose weight yeah and you'll smell like rotten cabbage and then you'll gain it all right back you know because it's disgusting but so now yeah. we, we've talked about fitness but one of the reasons why i found <laughs> you was because Politics. i absolutely loved your fucking political takes mm-hmm. um and while i mean i'm sure that there's gonna be some we agree disagree on everything like that mm-hmm. i thought it would be interesting for you like i, I, I always I, i'm gonna try to bring on people onto this show onto uncensored to try to give people the opportunity to say the shit that they wouldn't normally say on social media because they're worried about yeah. negative, negatively affecting their social media. Now, I don't expect you to say anything that might get affect your life and get you canceled or anything like that. But <laughs> I, would like very, <laughs> I, I would like to like, have like a real very frank conversation about like uh, even just the last couple of years and like it's been insane. Like, it's been insane, right? And yeah. so. And this is coming from vote? a
1: senator's granddaughter, by the way. I don't know if you knew are, this. Oh, I did not my know gran- that. Oh, my goodness. My grandfather was a senator for the state of Florida for 12 years. Oh, nice. Um, where, where are you at in Florida again? I live in St. Pete.
0: St. Pete? That's awesome. The
1: little, little tiny thing.
0: I, we love St. Pete. I went to the ISSN conference there two years ago. Um, yeah, and, and and by the way, any of you that are out there that think that Florida has a "don't say gay" policy, visit St. Pete. Uh, <laughs>
1: go down Central Avenue. <laughs> yeah, visit St. Pete. Um, it, it, yeah, we we love we love all of our uh, gay friends here. We have an how entire. Outrageous, how
0: outrageous was that shit? Where like all of Hollywood is like gay, gay, like they're like gay, gay, gay. They're coming off planes being like gay, gay, gay in Florida, like. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Like both my neighbors on each side are fucking gay. There's a fucking drag queen bingo bar connected to the bar we go to occasionally to watch people country line dance. And I don't country mm-hmm. line dance the way I watch people. Uh, but like, it's yeah. the most accepting state I've ever lived in. And I grew up in Pittsburgh. You know, like, I mean, it's the most accepting state I've ever lived in. Like, I, why don't, why don't we start this? DeSantis or Trump?
1: Uh, so I'm, I like how DeSantis has run Florida so far. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I want him as president. But then again, I also don't know that I want Trump as president. I have it's, I definitely don't want Biden. <laughs> yeah, um, Trump, I liked... The four years we had him, I think everything was working well. We had a good economy. I could afford stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't have all worry, we weren't in a war, we were, it it just, everything was kind of, like, relaxed, and kind of chill, Um, and my husband will tell you this, I was dead against Trump at first, but Mm -hmm. I have a reason, and kind of a weird way of explaining this, so I used to work for the Department of Justice in their network operations center, Mm -hmm. Um, and in the Department of Justice, they allow you to watch uh, two news channels on your computer, so it'll come up, Mm -hmm. Can you guess what two news channels those are? Uh,
0: I would imagine Fox or CNN?
1: Well, CNN and MSNBC. MSNBC. Okay. So all I heard was over and over and over again, all this stuff about Trump doing all of these things to girls and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's not nice. That's not good. Mm And. Again, I was way out of politics at that point. I was really just more just existing in my life, doing everything mm-hmm. that normal everyday people do who don't follow politics. Right. So I really only heard the bad stuff. I never heard any of the good stuff. And I didn't um, really get more into it until like the COVID things started coming around. And I was kind of like, why are you making this decision? That's not logical. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very logical. If anything, my husband will call you a, call, calls me a joke killer. Mm-hmm. He's like, you cannot take jokes. And I said, well, it's an illogical joke. Like make a joke funny, that's both logical. The problem is, is that jokes are not logical. <laughs> right. so, I tend to, so I tend to jokingly kill most of the jokes that everyone makes. Um, so I got more into politics as that came out because when I see patterns of things that don't add up and mm-hmm. that don't work together, I was in military intelligence by the way, on top of all of that. So like, that's what my job was when I was in the army. You um, be analytical. I'm very analytical and I'm a systems engineer now, so mm-hmm. everything about me works in gears and logic. It doesn't mm-hmm. work in uh, fantasy and unreality. Um, it doesn't work on we
0: said so. That's why.
1: Yeah, I, it's like uh, and then, you know, I even I lost my best friend of 20 years during the whole covid stuff because I didn't uh, get vaccinated and that was one of the hardest things because me and her had been best friends for 20 years i always i always knew she I mean, she voted for hillary i mean like, we we fundamentally politically were opposites but we were capable of be, being completely best friends all the way up to the point where she was so in tune with like the news and them telling you you have to have this or you're gonna die and it's like well that's not really true. This is really just kind of a flu. Like everyone I know it's just a flu. And I lived through the bird flu. My five at the time, five week old caught the bird flu. Or caught oh, swine bird flu, swine flu. Caught swine flu mm. and was in the hospital twice. Every single person I knew had gotten really, really sick on that. And so being in living through that experience and then living through COVID, I was like, why are they doing this? Why is this, this is so reactory on something that's not, it's not that bad. I'm sure that there are people who had it really bad. I'm not negating that, and I'm not even saying that COVID wasn't real. Um, but it is very much uh it, it turned into like this weird thing, and then it turned into mm-hmm. a division thing. And I remember calling my mother after my my best friend and I stopped talking being and crying on the phone with her I'm like, I don't understand why my entire life people have always come to me and asked me questions, they've always found me to be fairly intelligent. Mm-hmm. um i've always been somebody who's easy to talk to give them some advice give them my point of view listen to their point of view to, and and have kind of a discussion and come up to like a conclusion and in the background my brother's like it's because you're crazy like he was teasing me of course mm-hmm. and then then later on i was joking how facebook kicked me off facebook like oh yeah know, like, and yeah. They kicked me off my original Instagram too. So you have my second Instagram, my original Instagram. I had a bunch of followers and then um, so they kicked me off of both of those things. And then I had told my family about it. And John's like, well, that's because you knew everything that was going on. I was like, it's logical. If you, everyone just looked at it, they could see it. I don't understand why everyone's so I think, blind.
0: I think that was my biggest problem is like it, at the very beginning on March 15th, I posted like everybody, calm the fuck down. Like, wash your hands, stay inside. But the government doesn't get to tell us what we're supposed to fucking do. Like, yeah. And that's where like we we started this off by if it would be Trump or DeSantis. I really wish DeSantis would stay in Florida. Um, yeah. And the reason being is just because you can run a state, there's no there's no premise that you can run run the federal government. And yeah, the federal government is in fact completely corrupt. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's to the point now where we're not going to vote our way out of that we need strong state leaders to basically kind of remove their state from the federal government have your own police force everything like that we can stay a part of the union but states are actually countries people and we should have be autonomous countries each state and then have the united states be autonomous from the other like we are a union of countries like we are our own alliance right and Mm -hmm. if you want to leave the alliance we should have people leave the alliance because I just like, I have clients from all over the world, right? I have clients that are in Seattle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Their life in Seattle has no possible resemblance to my life in Florida, on the west coast of Florida. None. Like zero. Like I was going out to full restaurants, no masks, no waitresses not wearing masks, anything like that on May 8th of 2020. Like... In, where, yep. in Southwest Florida, like, and I've been going every place ever since, you know, uh, and it is amazing to me to look at these people like I had people like you're trying to kill people when you're not wearing a mask. Like, what are they doing outside if they can fucking die from a cold? You know, I'll mean, Get the fuck inside. Get the fuck away from me because I'm you a should. big I'm a, I'm a big like I'm a constitutionalist. And that's yeah. why. I wish it would be somebody besides Trump too, because, and I know this is going to upset a lot of people. Now don't get me wrong. I would vote for Trump over any Democrat except for RFK. Uh, Cause I, that it would be very hard for me if RFK runs and gets a nomination, which will never happen because the Democrats aren't even considering taking in any primaries, but I would have to like, because Trump failed. The economy was phenomenal. I completely agree with you. Our business has flourished. I completely agree mm-hmm. with you. And then he handed over the keys to the country to the very swamp that he claimed he was there to get rid of. Like, if, if you think they're so horrible that you need to rid the country of them, why are you handing over the keys to the country and making it so the CDC has authorita- authoritative power? And I just feel that that was a dramatic letdown. Under Trump's administration, people were labeled as essential and non-essential. Yeah. That's, that, that's a gross injustice to the United States Constitution. And he was president, you know?
1: He definitely made mistakes, um, and I definitely think that people also need to kind of give a little bit of uh, – somewhat leeway for him in, in a little bit just because he wasn't in politics before. So imagine yeah. being thrust – we're well, not being thrust. He chose to go in there, so let me not say thrust, but he chose yeah. to go into a, a field that he's not fully in. So he did, may have not known all of the underlying bad people 100%. I don't know every bad person in right. the government by – any means um I agree I wouldn't mind DeSantis just staying here yeah. I'm not a fan of the fact that the Bushes support him but that's because I'm not a fan of any of the Bushes
0: yeah I mean but but that thing but, like if you like like I'm not a huge fan of a lot of a lot of people, lot of people yeah. either like and I'm not a huge fan of it. and like that's my thing like I think the federal government if I had my way one of the reasons why I want to keep DeSantis in Florida is I want a convention of the states to reboot the federal government fire everybody and start over
1: yeah, they really, I think I saw something, this was on um, Tennessee, where the DOJ was trying to get in on um, a new bill that they had passed. And I, the only thing I commented underneath this particular post was that the Department of Justice should not be interfering in a, a, a state bill that was brought to the floor and passed by the people yep. who were voted for by their constituents. You should not yep. be allowed as a federal government to come into the States and go, I'm going to argue with you because this is not right. It's like, no, um, stay your real role is not for the States. And I say this right. all the time when people are talking about, you know, whether it be gun control or anything, I was like, you need to realize that just the state of Florida is longer and has more area than, England and Scotland together, yeah. Like those are two, well, they're technically one country, but they think about themselves. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they think. About
1: themselves. Like, so you have all of this land, area, people in just one state, and there's 50 states. <laughs> so there's going to be different people of all different kinds. I married a guy from the West Coast. Do you know where he came from? Bakersfield, the only Republican area. <laughs> one of the only Republican there. I can say the only one, but you know, the oil field essentially. Um, so there's just different mentalities. People are brought up different. People act different. I'm surprised we don't have multiple languages per state because of how large the United States is in general, but people are just going to have different mindsets and look at things differently. Someone from the inner city is not going to think the same as someone who's in the middle of the country who is farming their lands. Right. And,
0: you know, because I live in about, the
1: suburbs. The
0: big, are you live in the suburbs.
1: Yeah, essentially. I, I
0: I won't ever live in a city. Like I I've got this theory that that's why people in cities are like we're not, like we're not meant to live in hives. we're, meant no, to, we're, we're not. Meant to have space, you know. Have um, you heard
1: about that zoo, The zoologist that did a study on um, enclosed areas for animals versus open areas for animals. I thought it was a really interesting study and I really think that it actually kind of transfers over to humanity in general. So basically what he did was he spent years and years and years looking into different type of animal behavior. And Mm -hmm. he looked at monkeys and lions and things in Africa where they had quite a bit of large land area. Mm -hmm. They had free roam, enough food, not too much that any one particular animal was more than the others, it was kind of very even, happy, blissful. Yeah, and then they took those same animals and pushed them in, and pushed them in, and pushed them in, and pushed them in, pushed them in, pushed them in until they were in a smaller area. And in the smaller area, all of a sudden, there's infighting, lots of fighting. Mm-hmm. There was uh, more gay interactions between the animals. Um, there were more mothers murdering their own children. Mm-hmm. Um, there were more mothers who were afraid to even have kids. So if animals act that way and humans, and for lack of the fact that we just we're are more intelligent, are animals, yeah. we're going to act that way. When we're in small, cramped spaces and we want what we want and we're selfish and we're generally, so it's right. going to happen. But if the world goes to an apocalypse, those cities are going to be completely down and everything's going to be gone within a month, and everyone in the country who knows how to grow food and take care of themselves are probably better, probably going to be able to make it.
0: Well, I, you know, I, I talk about this all the time because the state of health of, of America is, is, and that's my, my main focus, even when it comes to politics, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're so very weak right now. Like we're so very vulnerable to, and it's a- a- awesome that you have, you have, you were in military intelligence because like I can, I can speak on, on, on this with you. People don't understand when they think about war, they think about our soldiers, their soldiers were fighting. Right. Yeah. That is a moron's view of war, if, if you ask me, because the logistics and the strategy. Are the absolute like winner. like whoever has the best logistics and the best strategy wins the war, basically. Yeah, it's, it's much less about brute force nowadays than it is about logistics and the other things that go into like logistics and then logistics involve land masses, everything like that. Can you can you be invaded? Blah, blah, blah. We're hard to invade unless it's from the northern and southern border and we are being invaded on the southern border right now oh 100 so. yeah um if anybody doesn't fucking believe that shut the fuck up it's one of the reasons why Biden should be jailed right now he should be in jail right now he's failing as, just the trafficking yeah. yeah just the trafficking alone he should be in jail like removed like somebody go arrest that fucking alzheimer's patient right now but logistically if I was China and I sit back we get about 90% of the raw materials for our, all of our pharmaceuticals from China and Russia, right? Yeah. Six out of every 10 people have one comorbidity that are on a medication for in America. Four out of every 10 have two to three. If China and Russia wanted to fuck us up, they could. They don't need an EMT. Stop giving us medicine. <laughs> they don't need a nuke. They can stop giving us medicine And it would fucking throw America into complete anarchy in less than a month. Because that is people not being able to get their antidepressant medications, which are not something you should just be able just stop. You know, that is people not being able to get diabetes medications. That is people not being able to get their cardiovascular medications, liver disease, Mm -hmm. cancer treatments, so many things. It could be 50 million people die in a month. Like, and to me, us having weak public health, is a national security threat. It also enslaves us to the very government that we are, that we should not like that we own weapons to be able to protect ourselves against because people also people that if you believe that the second amendment was for hunting, you're a pretty stupid motherfucker. Everybody hunted back then. How the fuck do you think they got food? You know what I mean? Like that's one thing, but two, these people had just fucking kicked out a tyrannical government. Like it was meant for that. You know? Yeah. And they wrote it
1: vaguely so that it could be used for a long period of time. right? Not so that it can just be like only muskets or only this. It's like, no, they were very intelligent how they wrote it.
0: Yeah. So when you think about the logistics of all that, like how dangerous, like, like you've obviously escaped obesity and I, we try to like, we try to help as many people as we can. I know sometimes many people don't think it does, but I think that tough love is what the world needs right now because mm-hmm. coddling for the last 20 years sure has not fucking helped. Uh, I mean, it very clearly us coddling people and then depending upon a pharmaceutical model to treat their comorbidities has only gotten people sicker, fatter, and we are actually even seeing a uh, a dip in life expectancy. Like life expectancy has actually gone down. So I our public that. health officials, our public health officials are indeed a failure in that we have a lower level of public health. Mm -hmm. How much of that do you think is on purpose? If you look at it logistically?
1: I mean, a very large percentage of the people who are in control uh, think that we're overpopulated. Mm -hmm. So, um, if I was them, I would probably take the easiest route and the one that would keep me from having blood on my hands per se, like I'm not going to go shoot people, I would do what they're doing and
0: it's
1: a yeah i don't i don't think that every single one of them knows that they're doing it intentionally right i, agree. I think that some I agree that. have like a good heart in general but others it's probably not that that way
0: i mean i i, I think when you when you look at this and here here's what i, I don't like people to like people to say i've been called i consp- i'm sure you have too been called a conspiracy oh, all the time the yeah last three years, right? <laughs> so for the last 40 years, they have fattened America and they have indeed made it seem like masculinity, like traditional masculinity is toxic and evil, right?
1: That makes me so mad. I, I don't even know if you want me to start on that subject.
0: We, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second because I, <laughs> I, I actually I actually do want to go there because like I'm like literally the poster child for toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? Like somehow or another, like, and what's fucked up. And, and I mean, anybody that watches my content knows I absolutely love and adore my wife. I open, I open like I am like, if anything, she is absolutely my boss. Like, if that's toxically masculine, maybe you mm-hmm. motherfuckers should get it. Like, I think it's because I'm I'm like brash and everything like that. But the for the last 40 years, we've fattened the population, gotten us sicker, and they've seen this happen. The obesity rate has been steadily climbing, you know? Yeah. And in the eighties seventies. Yeah. And as it climbs, they don't do anything about it. We don't call that a national emergency. We actually like put things in place to fatten people more. And then the WHO literally changes the definition of what a pandemic is. So we can declare this cold a pandemic because that's what it is. It's a cold. Mm -hmm. If you look at the data right now, if we counted the flu, if we counted the flu every year the same way we counted COVID, COVID would look like a fucking baby compared to a giant. Like, yeah. I mean, if we counted obesity the same way that they fucking counted COVID, it would be millions of people. Like, I mean, like it would be a vast majority of the fucking deaths, right?
1: Well, think how much so they, money that they make off of those new injectables for people who are overweight. Well, it's going like to be a trillion dollars
0: onto our shared healthcare burden in a couple of years. Yeah,
1: though what is it? Called? I care for what it's called. That's Waga- an injectable. Waga- yeah, that. Wegovy,
0: Waga- but- It'll be a mil- it'll be a trillion dollars a year in shared healthcare mm-hmm. expenditure. Like if it if it gets approved to be paid for through Med B, uh, or for Medicare and Medicaid, and it gets approved through insurance, they're going to they're going to put everybody on it. Every, like you. Yeah. Everybody's heard me. Six out of ten people. In America, have a comorbidity, six out of 10. We are probably at 50 to 60% overweight or 50 to 60% obesity and probably 80 to 85% overweight. So,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you are overweight and you have type 2 diabetes or you are overweight and you have cardiovascular disease, you in fact qualify to be put on this medication. And any of you that think that the pharmaceutical companies are not going to take the opportunity to Prescribe this to everybody, and by the way, when I say the pharmaceutical companies, that means the doctors will, because the doctors mm-hmm. get bumps for everybody they put on Ozepic. They get bumps for everybody they put on Wegovy. Mm-hmm. So they are going to. I mean, it would not surprise me if they try to put fifty to hundred million people on this. Fifty to fifty million people, fifty million people on something that costs fifteen hundred dollars a month is very fucking expensive. You know, I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're looking at a trillion dollars a year added on to the already three trillion dollars we have from lifestyle expenses like and uh from lifestyle burden you know and it's not the, the and it's showing that the drug does not actually help they have to stay on it forever so it's a trillion dollars we're gonna pay for the rest of the, the rest of forever for these people they lose more muscle mass than they lose fat mass mm-hmm. They have to stay on it for the effects to last and it has The possibility of thyroid tumors, pancreatitis, like like the list is on and on, right? So, of course, the pharmaceutical, like, it's like a double-edged sword. The food companies make bank off the fat people by feeding them shit food. The pharmaceutical and healthcare industries make bank off the cows that they've created. They've literally fucking milked the cow that they've created, Mm -hmm. right? Until the cow dies and they're at death. And then they blame it on climate change, which then they use to make people less healthy. You know? And if people can't see that this is like the left and the right are two hands of the fucking same fucking people because they've both like, this is 40 years like, mm-hmm. years of them fattening us up. And I just think that, you know, once they fucking instituted COVID and made it seem like this cold was going to fucking murder everybody. And then they saw how many people went bitch, how many people were like, Oh, wear your mask. And how many people were, calling in hotlines to turn in their neighbors for having more people over at their house than fucking what they were told to by Fauci for Christmas. like That's so know, weird to me. They know we're weak as a people. Like America is weak as mm-hmm. people. Like if people don't understand this. Like, and the way I look at it is the best way for us to become a strong nation again. Like we can't make America great again until we make America healthy again. Because a healthy America of healthy, you know, traditionally masculine men who all own firearms and are willing to die to protect our wives and children, who also all have firearms willing to protect their the household and everything like that, because women should all own firearms. Every fucking woman should have, I mean, all, 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 100%. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's, it's it should be considered a citizen's duty to keep, own, and be proficient in firearms. Everybody should have one. Because then... Even if we're fat as fuck, China is not coming over to fuck us up. They'll have, us. They'll have to nuke us, you know. Like, and I don't think they will. You know, I just, I just don't think they'd nuke us because it kills the planet, right? Yeah. But where do you think we go from here with, with, with the craziness? Like, what? Like, if because we see the world going crazy, if you were on, we're in control. What would you do to start all like start putting the world back?
1: Oh, God, that'd be too much control just for me. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I think it really starts with with the home. And speaking of, as being a mom, I spend a lot of time with my daughter, and I spend a lot of time explaining to her. I homeschool my own daughter, too. On top of that, I took her out of school a long time ago. But good for you. spending time just making sure that your family is aware of what needs to be done Taking your kids and teaching them how to use guns in the appropriate manner is very important. I mean, there's an entire city that everyone is required to own a gun in the U.S. There's an entire country that has that same type of law. Um, and they're very low crime. they very, very low crime. It, but it starts with your home. And if you can get enough people to focus on their home and focus on their children and focus on what they should be doing, that generation, because you the Democrats had it right or the left or the extreme left, I should say, I have plenty of Democrat friends, but the extreme portion that's like doing one side of twisting, whether or not you're a male, female, whatever, like they, they did one thing, right. They went after the kids and they went Mm -hmm. to the kids and they talked to the kids about it because kids soak stuff in. Mm -hmm. And so in a manner, it's like, you almost have to play in that rule book, but, Do it with your own children. Talk to your own children about what you think is right and what you think is wrong. And I think if most people looked at any of my socials where they talk about stuff, they'd assume that I'm extremely Republican. Mm -hmm. It's fundamentally actually not true. I'm actually, like any test I've ever taken has got me like so right in the center. It's not even funny. Uh, There was that old. sound bit on TikTok about having, wanting your gay neighbors to be married, but also own a tank to protect their weed farm. Whoever did that, that was a genius. That's exactly how I feel. I'm very much like, you just, you stay over there, do your thing over there. It's fine. I don't care what you're doing. Um, Just as long as it doesn't affect me and it doesn't affect the entirety of the populace. Um, Being
0: Floridian, because that's what that is to me. Being Floridian should be considered its own political party. Like, Pretty much, <laughs> really. So. And because
1: my husband the same people, way.
0: That's how most people here are. Most most people in Florida are like, oh, eh, whatever.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, can you really be uptight if you live by the beach?
0: <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's, but even even tough. people like because we 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 try to like our vacations are small. Like I love going to small town Florida, mm-hmm. and like we, we'll like pick a pick a small town on Florida on the map. And go there and get go to the locally owned motel and stay. Mm-hmm. Just like, I love that shit. I ab- I absolutely love it because it's Florida is such a neat place, and you get to eat different foods and all that. You put back in the local economy. But even in the country, country areas, because people don't realize that people think Florida is all Miami Beach. It's no. country, country down. They've here. never
1: been to Arcadia.
0: <laughs> Arcadia is country, country.
1: That's real. That's a real country. My very first boyfriend was from Arcadia, and that man had a rat tail on the front of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. We picked up our turkey from a, a from a, a farm in Arcadia this year. Like that's for, for Thanksgiving. where yeah. We got our turkey, but the I think Floridian should be a should should be a an actual its own political party. I really really do. I
1: can I can agree to that. I think there's like sub cities where like it's an extreme in the opposite way, but for the most part, most of Florida is pretty chill.
0: Yeah, I agree. The we don't have the, people
1: in our gay area yell at people to leave because they're not gay.
0: Yeah, like, that doesn't happen. I've, I all. saw that
1: video. I was like, "Why is that person? What is it? Ma- Why are you yelling at that person? He's come to spend money in your businesses."
0: <laughs> That's it's, <dumb."> so <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. it's um, so stupid. toxically masculine. Ugh. What the fuck happened? Right. I don't and- know.
1: I don't know. I I hear all this stuff about like men's testosterone going down over the years. All of the food has so much junk in it. It's affecting like they literally everything it's affecting. Yeah. Um, and there's that whole, uh, there's the whole boar analogy you could go into. No. Have you heard no. of the boar analogy? I have not. Okay. So no. if you took a wild boar and you brought them into your farm, and raise them they would not from a baby they would not have tusks and they would not have hairy furryness right but if you took a regular standard pig and put them out there they're going to grow tusks and hairy it's it's when they're easy they actually don't get a lot of the general male stuff that you need Mm -hmm. you take guys from the city like a um just a subset group of maybe high school boys from a city and you take a subset group of high school boys from the middle of the country that are like country, country, not like yeah. suburb country, but country, country, yeah, country, country. and you country. put them next to each other. It's like looking at two different age groups, even though they could mm-hmm. be the exact same age. Yeah. And I, I think that what it comes down to is that just people are just way too soft in general. on a lot of stuff, people get very, butt hurt in general, if someone called me fat or called me names and stuff, it's like, does it hurt? It does. You don't really like people disliking. You don't really like people saying stuff about you. But my response is never to alter who I am so that it fits them or makes them happier. Right. And I think a lot of people is not—they're not like that. They seem to like right. go, oh, I can't say that because it's going to do this, or I can't do that. And I think there's a group of men that did that at some point too. Yeah. But I, I don't envy anyone who's in any kind of like dating era. I'm 40 years old God. and I've been married yeah. for a while. And yeah. my husband is six foot, like six foot four, basically is a lumberjack. He literally looks like yeah. a lumberjack. He had a big old beard. Um, I couldn't imagine dating now because I just, I see what is available it's and ridiculous. it's very effeminate and I am being someone who lifts a lot, people tend to look at me and think that I'm more like masculine or even asking me if I'm lesbian, which is hilarious. I'm like, no, I'm so, I've been straight my whole life. I just kind of can look like that when I'm lifting. Cause I have backwards right. hat and whatnot, but the group of men out there now, it's just like, they're just like very small. They haven't had to use their muscles maybe as much because, you know, everything's just easy in there and available in their hands. So they haven't had right. to go outside. Um, there's a huge generation that just stopped camping or doing anything outside of their home. Or I mean, I grew up playing street hockey. We played manhunt. Yeah. I was outside. I was mm-hmm. in the pool. Like, we were, we were all over the place. My brothers, same. We are all out there. But if you look at, say, um, now a lot of the kids are more like, I'm on my phone all the time, or I'm on a Game Boy, or I'm on this game, or I'm on this computer, but they're not outside. They're not yeah. getting vitamin D. They're not grounding their feet on the ground. They're not getting energy. They're not. They're eating whatever comes through a fast food line or whatever's quick and fast because we have zero patience, in general. Um, and then a lot of times there's also this subsect of girls who have just been very, I would say, mean to men, in general. And yeah. there's nothing if you want a man to can defend you, right, you want a man mm-hmm. who can like take care of you and be happy together. But you can't, you can't have both of those things. You can't have this little boy who's like, soft on your feelings and very super and you can be super caring, but you can be caring in, in a manner that that's still manly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that marriage and Couples should be our partners. And in general, like when we look at stuff, I may be 75% here, he may be 25% here, but we've managed on working well together in that kind of manner. But the young kids nowadays, I just, I mean, most of it's just at the tip of their fingers. It's like, I can swipe on this person or I can get this attention, or it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to hook up with you and like forming no relationships, no basis for life, not growing together. there's a good example someone said was Millie Bobby Brown just got engaged to her long-term boyfriend
0: mm-hmm.
1: of four years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And people were giving her crap about like being engaged and stuff because she's young. It's like, you mean she's doing something that's traditional? She's been with the person for a long period of time. They love each other. He's even though he's rich and a young, like musician's grandson, he's still pretty manly. And mm-hmm they're doing the normal stuff, but yet you praise Taylor Swift who has been through how many boyfriends and isn't married. Like there's lots of stuff that's just been taken out of our society as, and looked at as, as bad or negative. It's not a bad thing for a man to open a door. It's not a bad thing. If a guy wants to pay for you on your first date, it's not a, it's not a bad thing for you to wait Hold to on. Sleep with them.
0: <laughs> Gentlemen, you pay on dates period. What the fuck? It's, it's what we're supposed to do. And people are like, well, why, why should a woman pay? Because the woman bought makeup and an extra dress and the hair and nails. You fucking rolled your crusty ass out of bed, washed <laughs> yourself the fuck off, and went to the goddamn restaurant to meet them. Like, it is much more inherently expensive to be a woman nowadays than it's possibly is to be a male. I literally, like, I just got done working out. Like, yeah. I, you know what I did? I went like that and got the sweat off my forehead and sat the fuck down. Yeah. I mean, that's like me and you prepared for this very differently because I'm a man and my looks, I'm I'm a married man. My looks don't even fucking matter. You know, like, I mean, at all. Like, I matter to her. Well, they matter to her, but also (laughs) my looks matter where I want to look and I want to look away where you will know that if you fuck with my wife, if like if you try to hurt her, I am going to put you in the fucking ground. Yeah. and, like if you hurt children, like that's another thing too, like this fucking kid thing. I had somebody really pissed on me at Twitter yesterday because I also like, I, I was like that we should just fucking end their lives. like you're you're a fucking pedophile We, we should end their fucking lives, right? Yeah, uh, even ending one life like shut the fuck up. Oh, that makes you evil. so fucking be it. you know what I mean so then so fucking be it you know because uh, my thing is like I'm gonna stand up for what I believe in, even if I have to stand alone. that's something that my generation, your generation, Even a lot of people in our generations seem to have forgotten. They've become fat ass fucking pussies, most of them. Uh, But stand up for what you fucking believe in, even if you stand alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all followers nowadays. And I think that that's what it is, too. That's why all these dudes are so like these young young kids are so fucking effeminate. Like young young men are so fucking like my son's 23 and he can't stand it. His best friend's gay and married to married to a man. And they're both more masculine than fucking some of these straight – like, they, they joke about it all the time. Like, we're both more masculine than most fucking people our age. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like, and we're gay. The one, the one kid's funny. He was like, we had gay sex last night. You know, like <laughs> – but, like, that's because that's – it's such a weird thing too because it's not – like, it's not even – like, the effeminate thing is not a gay thing. Most gay men I know like men. Like, they like they, – they're like, I'm a you – know, I'm attracted
1: I, to I, traditional yeah, male yeah, if, yeah they're like, things, wanna, which is –
0: if I wanted something effeminate, I'd date a woman, you know, but, I, you know, but I like men, you know, and the, the weird part about it is like, it's made, it's been made to seem like, you know, doing men's shit is fucking horrible. Bad. And I just, yeah. I just don't know where that's at. Like go shoot some guns, get into a fucking bar fight, then buy the person a beer after you know when you're done. Like, I mean, and I'm not saying you to go fucking assault nobody, but I'll tell you no. this. Yeah. i you know, I'm not this ugly because I didn't get in a bunch of bar fights before the internet. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like before the internet, mm-hmm. like that's how you settled fights sometimes. That's then. how settled fights. Yeah. I, well, right. I'm so old, I'm so old that when we got in fights in high school, they made a little circle and then normally a teacher would show up there and they broke it up when somebody got knocked down. They would wait for the kids to work it the fuck out. You
1: know, uh, yeah, that, that's before my time. We didn't have a lot of fights in my school that I remember. We had a lot you of to in
0: I grew up in Pittsburgh back then, back then, it oh. was the fighting capital of the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, but. no, uh, I grew I, I went to Bogey, which is not even like 10 minutes from here, but uh, and we had a grid mix of every race we had gay people, we had straight people. Um, everyone, no one, no one even saw color at that point. And I know people are like, don't say you don't see color, you can see it. I'm like, yeah, I can see that I have brown hair and I can see that you have blonde hair or black hair, but it does, it's like, it, it's an irrelevance more of a thing. Yeah. It's like, I grew up in the era where nobody, nobody cared. I say we
0: we're that all, all, all the kind time of okay. Everyone, <laughs> this, this has all been pretty fucking settled. Like, people are like, we live in such a racist society. If we lived in a racist society, there wouldn't be famous black people yeah there wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be black politicians yeah. like there like it, it's there there's it's so ridiculous now, is there racism? Yes, there's a lot of racist fucks oh, I sure. grew up yeah I grew up when they was like I was still called an end lover because all my friends were were black you know like I mean all of them like even I even mean, dated black girls and all like that and that was yeah. really that was super taboo back then and I was living up in the north, right but like the gay thing like you motherfuckers don't think Elton John's popular for how. Like, I mean, like, we're, we made them popular. Like, Queen, yeah. Jesus Christ, Queen is gay-gay. Like, gay-gay-gay. And we fucking made them popular, too. We did not give a fuck. Like, yeah. I, like our, our generations did not care. And then the media and then the people that have hijacked the LBTGQ GQ, 45C community, um, the people that have hijacked that are using it as, like, they're oppressed in some way. Uh, I mean, it's insane. I mean, not I I am someone who very much
1: was like completely okay. And I, I think our generation was like also, okay, but hey, like if they want to get married, who cares? Let them get married. Like I was very much on that bandwagon. And I, and I say I'll stay on that bandwagon. I think that anyone who wants to get married, all it is is a promise. It's kind of a promise with guaranteed money for the government. But I'll digress on that because marriage oh, okay. in, marriage in and of itself is – a monetary value to the government more than it is necessarily to mm-hmm. the individual, because not only do they make money on your marriage, but they make money on your divorce. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to split them up just as much, so cause as much the division should, everywhere you possibly have, can.
0: The government should have no business about your marriage, by the way.
1: Yeah. Like, I Why, just think it,
0: why do you need a legal big. license from the government for them to tell you you're married?
1: uh, tax purposes is the only thing I could ever think of. Like right. I've never, or like hospital, like if someone gets sick, but even then you can write a power of attorney for all of those things. Mm-hmm. So, except for filing taxes. But again, is it really that important to, to file? How much money are you really saving? Do you want to save money to give the money to the government? Like, well, that's all I, you're doing. Not,
0: I personally don't, <laughs> I personally think the entire country should run like Florida and just have a sales tax anyway.
1: That would be great. I would love that. I think that having generally an income tax is, is crap. I will tell you that because of the situation that I'm going through right now with my mother-in-law, who's, she just uh, diagnosed with um, dementia oh, so sorry. yesterday, actually, we had to move her very from sorry. California. Um, we had to move her from California to here. We put her in a very pretty assisted living facility. And um, because she's suffering through all this, we're on the point of, do we go through the process of selling all of her stuff now because we're a little worried that this death tax is going to be put on her, so, even well, with I, the trust.
0: Okay, I did long-term care for a while. So um, she's she likely going to need medical care, right?
1: She has, yeah, she has memory care right now um, okay. in her facility.
0: Does she own her own home?
1: It, it's half paid off, but yeah, okay. pretty
0: much see if you can reverse mortgage it. Okay. A, re- a reverse mortgage gives you gives her payments to pay for her care. And then they just eventually, it's, it's better than She's selling the house. She's so
1: kidding. smart. She had a long-term care plan that pays $12,000, up to $12,000 a
0: month for, for it. Then sell her shit off. So. Then, then, then sell her shit.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably where we're gonna go.
0: Because can you imagine them
1: taxing people who had people who had died? You're gonna tax stuff that they've already paid for with taxed money, and then you're gonna tax that taxed money,
0: yeah,
1: and then tax those objects.
0: It's well, it's it's tyranny. Like that's my like the federal government has ballooned. the The federal government was instituted to provide common defense and protect our rights. How is taking? How is taxing money four times? doing either of those things
1: well they have to send it to Ukraine so
0: (laughs) absolutely and that's a whole that's a whole other topic I tell you what though I we're running a little bit over and I'm gonna make lunch for my wife okay um but I would love to have I'm thinking about doing like kind of a panel and I would love to have you back on for that uh if you'd be interested yeah anytime that's awesome and can you tell everybody where they can find you
1: Okay, if you go to Instagram, I'll actually say my name so that I'm so bad. It's Lady Jack L A D Y J A C J A X. and Twitter is Starfoxy32 or JackJax. I'm
0: going to give everybody your Twitter right now. There you are.
1: And for life, I me, mean, I never remember my own name on TikTok. But uh, again, TikTok's very political, so if you I mean, go you there, fair really, warning.
0: Yeah, you don't even really need to fucking yeah. like. And here, by the way, here is her. Whoop, here is the link for for Lady Jacks on Twitter. Please go follow, and we, we, you'll see very, very insightful discourse. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll get a hold of you about having you back here in a little while. Uh, like on a panel of people, because I really, I, I think it'd be interesting to get like some different aspects, men, women, that sort of thing about what we could do to make America healthy again and bring back some traditional masculinity. Yes, so uh, thank you very much. We'll talk soon and bye everybody. I hope you have a great day. I will be live tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to be live for the next, like the next four days and I'm taking some days <laughs> off, but I hope everybody has a great weekend. Bye.